Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. All right, simmer down, simmer down. Let's begin. Let us start the program. Folks, welcome back. I am Katie Porter's dry erase marker. And I am Sister Mary Clarence. This is The Read. It is indeed. Lots to discuss. <laughs> Come on, Katie and Ned Marker. <laughs> um, you know, she only looks like a bad guy on the help. Turns out. It turns out she's not fucking around. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I love him. Yeah. Well, let's start things this week with our Black Excellence as usual. We're going to give it over to uh, Caleb Anderson. Caleb Anderson is a 12-year-old sophomore in college. He goes to the Chattahoochee Technical Wait a College. Minute. <laughs> 12-year-old. And Marietta, Georgia. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. You said yeah. 12 and I just knew high school was coming. I think that's yeah. still kind of young, but goddamn. In college, yeah, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. So Caleb's in Georgia, and apparently, according to this article, and because of them, we can't. It says that uh, he was speaking and reading before he was one. Oh, okay. By the time he turned two, he was able to read the U.S. Constitution. And by three, <laughs> he was speaking Spanish, French, Mandarin, English, and American Sign Language. <laughs> His father, Kobe, said he was able to sign over 250 words at nine months. And by 11 months old, he was speaking and reading. The young man's already been inducted into Mensa, which if you didn't know, you can go ahead and Google it. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically an organization for people who are going to live much longer than us. Or, you know, find the means to. (laughs) Apparently, Caleb is majoring in aerospace engineering. So Caleb's like at 12. I've already acknowledged that this planet is trash. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to figure my way out. You know, I'm going to build a ship and um, take off on you hoes. Is that what aerospace engineering is? Building spaceships? Because that's what it sounds like. I do not know. I can barely spell aerospace, but congratulations. Uh, I mean, that's not even like a certain degree of that is just being a natural prodigy. Like you just have to Mm. be gifted to be speaking like six different languages at the age of three. So that's beautiful. (laughs) 
Caleb's mom, Claire, said, I think people have a negative perspective when it comes to African-American boys. There are many other Caleb's out there, African-American boys like him from being a teacher. I really believe that, but they don't have the opportunity or the resources. So, you know, this young kid is one of those children who at like two, three years old is like, they just color. And... No, you know, it's, I am so bored. I just can't go back. You're not going to make me. So here are my college applications. Um, this is my planned major for, for the fall. Um, figure it out. Because I'm not going back to coloring inside the lines or connecting any dots. I'm not going to do right. that. Or being around those children, period. Yeah. <laughs> At the age of 12, he's already like, so once his bachelor's done, and then I can go ahead and get started on my mess. Do we know what he wants to be, ultimately? I mean, he's only 12. He has a lot of time to figure it out. But yeah. I'm just wondering if he has any idea of what he wants to do. I didn't see um, anything about like his Just enjoy college, you goal. know, as yeah. one does as a preteen. So yes shout out to that young man and also black excellence this week make sure that you go and buy riley that's right new ep go and support the baddest bitch that's congratulations right. amber so proud of you oh my so god good. look at her doing her shit i am so proud friend congrats hey y'all this podcast is brought to you by squarespace finding a work-life balance can be tough okay if anybody knows i know but squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kifuri and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. OK, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. 
So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Okay, so let's start our pop culture segment this week. Hot tops, three bottoms outside Ebbing, Missouri. First. Did you see that movie? It was very fucking crazy. It was a lot. I said, God damn, white people be on some shit, man. Did you see Frances McDormand's... um, acceptance speech for the oscar she won for the movie uh no i don't think so i don't think i knew she won but she fucking deserves she it was (laughs) it was like the best speech ever it was just zany and moving and powerful and fun i'm gonna have to go look it up yeah um okay so first things first we talked a bit about this next last week speculating when of Nikki was dropping that barb in the oven, and apparently she has done so since then. Wednesday of last week, apparently, she gave birth to her very first baby. Yay! Um, no word on gender or names or whatever the fuck it is that people like to, you know, talk about. When people famous have kids, I'm just, you know, I'm fully in supporting Onika not sharing anything about this child. Definitely. Absolutely. Until at least they can chew their own food. Mm -hmm. You know? Bare minimum. I would probably shoot for like (sighs) college. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so, I would probably never even tell people that I am expecting a child, much less that I have had one. But there's that. Yeah, mm. I am. I actually really love that Nikki is taking the time to not be yeah. concerned with, you know, Instagram and beefing with that girl and any other kind of dumb shit. You know, she's just chilling with her baby like any new mother would. And so congratulations to her. First and one. Yeah, mm. I mean, you know, enjoy. If there was ever a time to enjoy being rich and having everything you could possibly need, this is it so please sit up in that big ass house somewhere with your baby and i hope y'all are just thrilled and over the moon about it and kenneth better be rubbing palmers on your belly and ass <laughs> everything every you ask day. girl all that shit rubbing them and feet keep the dvr stacked that's what she do getting up in the middle of the night heating up bottles changing diapers all that bullshit he need to be doing all that shit that nigga ain't got no job um Lonnie Love apparently had to delete a tweet after saying blessings to your baby girl on Twitter and then said, I deleted my tweet about Nicki Minaj because I don't know the gender. My old ass thought that I saw she had a baby girl. <laughs> so there's some in, okay. there's a fun little tag on that's, to that story. Yeah. I guess. All right. That's that's fun. Not where not sure where you got that, but yeah. Did the barbs attack or was it just like, bitch, what do you know that we don't know? I don't know. I haven't been witness to a barb attack recently, and it's probably mostly due to the fact that I just refuse. Um mm-hmm. I I check in for this. And that's about all I've got. Yeah, at seriously. This point. The the show in therapy is about all I can commit to. <laughs> So I'm not um, too aware of their latest festivities, but probably, mm-hmm. you know, I, w- I would assume. Um, Jasmine Sullivan apparently had to address her weight loss 
that was d- displayed on Instagram recently. She had to. I bring this it. up. I bring this up because I was scrolling through, you know, looking for topics, and I saw a headline that says Jasmine Sullivan responds to weight loss criticism, and I thought criticism. <laughs> That's an interesting word. Let me get more information about this. So apparently people have been criticizing her for how she looks and saying she looks sickly. One person said, I don't know if this skinny is good on you. Um, Whatever, whatever. So she later came out, put on her Instagram story. Last week, some people dragged me saying I look sickly. I'm honestly a size 12, 180 pounds for the record, I have no idea what that means. Like I've, I, like I don't know what a size twelve looks like, a two, a fourteen. Like I, I, but I'm assuming that is information for someone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, there's nothing skinny about me, but my neck. I'm five eight, however, so I sometimes photograph a little leaner than I am. But I ain't skinny, and that was never my goal. My goal was to support my mother through her battle with cancer by going vegan with her, and in turn, it helped me as well. And I feel really good. I have a lot of things to work on in my journey, and I'm not nearly the model for health and fitness, but I'm trying, and I'll continue to do so with my mama. Bless y'all, love y'all. Stop talking about people. <laughs> She just had to throw that in there. That's what it says. And I am not mad at that. I cannot put... Well, actually, yes, I can, because people will always have something to say. But when you first brought this up, I thought you was going to say that she had written something like real shitty, making fun of people who haven't lost weight or gotten themselves together as far as like physical fitness goes, like haven't started a workout routine or whatever. I thought it was going to be something where she was just like being really judgy and shamey, but... This is just people commenting on her body when they have no <laughs> business and no reason to do so. First of all, she looks fine. Like, she, it doesn't even look... She doesn't like, look I don't, emaciated by any means. Right, like, I don't... <laughs> but that, that that's her body. And she can do whatever she wants to with it. If that's deliberately losing or gaining weight or anything else, it belongs to her. Honestly, one of the first things I thought about when I read this was not when y'all were you know, polishing Adele's ass when mama came on Instagram that day for her birthday and had all of that weight loss on display. Y'all were deep-throating Adele so goddamn hard (laughs) when she showed off her weight loss. I was like, oh, yeah, she looks nice. They were. They were very excited for the new Sarah So I don't get it. Like, what? (laughs) Anyway, I thought of that. But furthermore, it's like, girls, girls, girls. Girls. Mm-hmm. And by girls, I mean every motherfucking body. That's right. Y'all know that by now. Girls, just because if someone loses some weight or gains some weight, it's not always for superficial reasons. It's not always intentional. It doesn't even always have to do with food or lack thereof. People can have mm-hmm. weight changes, fluctuations, or whatever for all kinds of reasons. As Jasmine explains in this situation, it was her changing her diet in support of her mother who was battling cancer. So you could have just minded your own motherfucking business and left all of this the black ass alone. But yet here we are. I just don't get it. It's like every time you see somebody who like loses a whole bunch of weight, people just start assuming that you did it for like 
you know, you did it for Instagram or you did it for whatever motherfucking social media reasons or something, or if you gained a whole bunch of weight, you're depressed or you don't care about yourself or you stopped caring about yourself or you just been eaten. And it's like, no, there could be all kinds of things that are going on with you for that to happen. So it was irksome to me to read that she was getting criticized when she looks just fine as she always does. But then to be like, "Mm, but y'all didn't do this. Right. Which lets me know you just decided to save this for Jasmine for whatever reason. And really, like like you said, it could be any number of things. It could be for anybody that, you know, justifies or explains a difference in their weight or the way their body looks. But regardless, it's not none of your business. And I just don't know how y'all got so bold as to tell this woman that her body didn't look good on her. What kind of shit is that? (laughs) See enough. They just need to invent something where you could reach through an app and smack the shit out of somebody, and it would be a lot less dumbass questions. A lot of y'all, a lot of less stupid comments. Because, like, just let this girl live, please, and everybody else. Worry about your own body. Why can't we just talk about how excited we are, or we should be, for the video that she shot (laughs) and that picture that she posted, or that she was shooting? Because Lost One is a fantastic song, and Mama sings all the things. Right, and I want a new album very bad. I loved reality show a lot. So can I I do a humble brag? Of course. I got to hear her album. Bitch! A couple months ago. Alex hit me and was like, oh, someone from Jasmine Sullivan's label or something wow. wants to know what you think about this album. And I was like, wow. send it right now. I own <laughs> everything she's ever recorded. Like, I buy all, send it now. And I listened to the whole thing and it was like one of those like, one of those like private things you gotta put a passcode in or whatever and you can just like stream it. Yeah. None of the songs had like titles. The songs with features on it didn't have like, it was just like track one, track two, like that sort right. of thing. But the single that she just put out was I think the end of of the album. And obviously since then it could be a whole new project. Mm-hmm. But what I heard was so good. Oh, nigga, I cannot wait. Look at you being famous so and having famous experiences. I don't know how... Shit. I got that privilege, but thank you. If someone who made that happen is listening, I enjoyed it wow. very much. And I hit Alex back, and I was like, "What do I do now? Do I just <laughs> like, like, like what? Do, what do they want for me to do in return? I'll do it. It was great. So anyway, okay, just look well, out I for whenever wait. that's going to happen. Because, yes, I'm ready for that. Um. So, Tevin Campbell is suing Jaguar, right? Or threatened to sue her. What? Oh, God. I don't remember when it was. A few weeks back, I mentioned how Jaguar Wright, Mm -hmm. soul singer, famous in the 90s, had made these allegations that she was, like, sexually assaulted by Common. And, you know, me, I'm not casting no doubt unless I fully, fully am like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. So, I left that, left that where it was. And decided to see where the, you know that would go, especially because Mama was like they're investigating him, et cetera, et cetera, and that was kind of the end of it. Since then, she has been, you know, going on this crusade with everybody, goddamn business, threatening to out this person and say what this no. person did in in 1998 and blah 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 and all this other stuff. And Tavid Campbell somehow got dragged into something that she 
said how he i think she uh i think she accused him of like being a prostitute or escort or sex worker of some sort or something oh, like that oh jesus god <laughs> tevin cable said according to, i am it is 2020 mm-hmm. i'm talking about tevin campbell jaguar right now. <laughs> <laughs> a hot top According to Jaguar Wright, he says on Twitter, I was a sex worker on Hollywood Boulevard. It's called online defamation. Do not test T-E-V-I-N. I'm going to repeat this. It says in the tweet, (laughs) do period, not period, test period, T-E-V-I-N. He says, my lawyer is on deck. I would take that YouTube video down if I were you. He says, my past is well documented and I've learned from it and I own it. I will not tolerate anyone telling lies about me online. God don't like ugly and ain't too crazy about pretty. Jill Scott also apparently threw some shade um, on Instagram. She posted a very Hotepian uh, meme uh, photo quote here. It says, lion doesn't turn around when the small dog barks, African proverb. (laughs) I like the one about the moon not howling back at the dog better. Yeah, that's the one I usually hear. I I don't know if I've heard this one before, but they they both work. They mean the same thing. Um, her caption says, love and respect to Common, The Roots, Alicia Keys, Erica Badu, Talib Kweli, the, Mary J, the real Mary J. Blige Diddy. I sincerely appreciate your decades of musical inspiration. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Love village. Love hearted. Love smarter. Love towards the light. Um, okay. Everybody that she named in there was a part of, you know, Jag- Jaguar Wright's current YouTube testimonies. Oh, so Jesus. if you let me tell you something about Hot Tops, right? Typically, mama likes to season this stuff up, you know. You know, I like to give you time and Laurie's. Okay. And, you know, maybe some Mrs. Dash if I'm in the mood. All um, Pimento. I like to, you know, give you guys a meal where I may. But it is all based on the offerings from... <laughs> Um, the, the gossip universe. So this week we're kind of we're having like an easy Mac, um, more of a chef boyardee, if you will. Um. So okay. Next topic. I mean, that's fine. I see that Tevin Campbell has put a a rainbow flag in his bio. I wasn't expecting that. Good for him. Yeah. Yay! We all the way out now. Yeah, but this Jaguar right situation, I just that yeah. What I don't even know what you're singing. It's probably from that movie that I You've still never seen a goofy movie because you hate happiness. I do. You despise joy. I do. And you are not sickened by mirth and glee. You are correct. Um apparently Drake wants us to know that he dated SZA. <laughs> Everyone's favorite British rapper 21 Savage released Savage Mode Part 2 quite recently. Okay. Drake is a featured artist on said musical venture on a song called Mr. Right Now. Where he raps, she said she want to fuck to some SZA. Wait, because I used to date SZA back in 08. Oh, Lord. 
Oh, wait. New information to a lot of us. Yes, yes. Um, 12 years ago, you bringing this up? So the girls had a lot of questions and lots of discussions about this information. Apparently, there was also some story that SZA unfollowed him on Instagram, which isn't true, apparently. But um, first, you know, Drake... I don't know that Drake has dated someone he hasn't put on a song. You know, he tells us mm. about everyone from Rihanna to uh, Serena to now SZA to whoever brought him his spring rolls at California Pizza Kitchen <laughs> in Lenox Mall. So, you know, nothing, nothing new for OBS. That's um, yeah. That's not looking quite right because I just looked it up, and Sisa's only twenty nine now, which means she would have been yes, uh, very underage. Uh, a lot of the girls were like, "Hmm." So <laughs> mathematics means <laughs> that Sisa would have been around seventeen at the time. So Sisa uh, chimed in just yesterday on Twitter. She said, "So it was actually two thousand and nine." LOL. In this case, a year of poetic rap license mattered. Oh, well, I think he just innocently rhymed 08 with wait. Anybody who really knows me and was around during this time can confirm. It's all love, all peace. I just I just didn't want anybody thinking anything underage or creepy was happening. Completely innocent. Lifetimes ago. Um, After I read this, I was kind of like, maybe he could have said she wanted to fuck to some sis of fine. But I used to date SZA back in 09. Yeah, like you could have changed the the word there. Maybe he forgot. Like there's lots of things that rhyme with nine, but I forget what ha- what shit that happened last year. If it was 2019 or 2016, maybe he forgot what year it was. Yeah, I see that Drake is only four years older than her, so I guess I'm not as right. creeped out by this as I was initially. Exactly, <laughs> first, he would have been like, like 21. I just keep forgetting that Drake is not 40. Yeah, because he really feels Drake's that a baby. to me, right? He is very yeah, yeah. well. He's like thirty three, so yeah. But I mean, Drake is like, <laughs> right, he's not okay. as old as a lot of people. So I'm think not as disgusted as I was fit to be by that. Okay, yeah, no. If if it was a wait, it would have been probably like seventeen, twenty one, yeah. or whatever. But which is not maybe, as awful. But, yeah, it's not like when they were trying to pin Millie Bobby Brown on him. Yeah, which was like so that, nasty, and I still that, don't understand a lot of that. This still kind of gross to me. Because why is you texting that little girl? But all right. Um, well, girls, some new information for you. Hopefully you had fun with that. But you know, like a lot of people were good doing the whole like, oh, but what was the age? You know, how old was she? Ooh, scandal. And the thing that I thought of after I heard this was like, so. I know it's just a song and you're making things rhyme and wordplay and fun. <laughs> But, like, conceptually, like, you know, in theory here, yeah. what you're saying is somebody was like, I want to fuck, put on some scissor. And you were like, cool. But just so you know, <laughs> 12 years ago, me and SZA were a thing. So if you cool with that, cool. But I just thought you should know. I'm like, if I was about to get some dick from Drake and he told me that he used to fuck this person I want to listen to while we're fucking, I'd be like, so missionary first right. or 12 years ago is that supposed to change the way i feel like i feel like you i just you put that in the song so we would know you used to talk to scissor sweets you could have fucked scissor yesterday like what <laughs> are we gonna be here all night like what, <laughs> what does that mean yeah um but again it's a song and words and 
And, and Drake is Drake is a bird. Like Drake is an IG. Oh yeah, and he definitely is. I love him. He but definitely Drake is. Drake is a hood rat. So yes, he is that. I just feel like I would have made it. Like I would have gone out of my way to make sure that whatever year I threw in there was a year that was legal for the both <laughs> of us. Like I would have just really taken the time to be like, now when is this girl's birthday? Okay, and that is so funny. You know, yeah. He's just not worried enough about looking like a predator mm. for me. No, I'm just saying. I got my eye on that nigga. I know he made some line of, uh, addressing that on some other song, but I don't remember how it goes. Mm-mm. What? Susan <laughs> <laughs> Drake. Don't. Don't. Like, go. I know that he is basically like laughed at it in in the same manner that uh, Beyonce once said. Okay. Y'all niggas corny with that Illuminati mess. All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> so <laughs> so the um the cocktails with queens program is a show on fox soul what um fox soul home of 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 jay Jeezy jenkins penny proud's new favorite host <laughs> and um <laughs> cocktails with queens okay <laughs> Cocktails with Queens is a show hosted by Claudia Jordan, Celine Johnson, Lisa Ray, Vivica Fox are on the show. I'm not 100% sure if they're always the regular hosts, if they've always been, or if they've like switched around. I'm not sure. But most of the time when I see anything related to this show, it's, you know, these women are in the mix. A lot of times they interview other people, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And of course, with, you know, uh, everything being Rona TV. It's giving you Zoom. Oh, yeah. I cannot yeah. believe Joe Biden was on this show. What? Yeah. <laughs> it says Claudia Jordan is the host. So maybe she just brings in other people. Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think it did start as like her show where she was like a thing and certainly maybe brought in people that she tests well with. Okay. Um. Anyway. Ooh, Vivica got that face <clears throat> tightened up. It's cute, girl. Uh- <laughs> she did. It looks good. <laughs> So they're on the show. I love how in this particular um, episode or whatever, um, everyone has lighting background, but Lisa. Lisa is in bed. Lisa is using the light from her retina display. And she's giving, as soon as this is done, I'm going to bed. So I really enjoyed that very much. But it happens to be Lisa Ray's birthday, I believe. And so they surprised her with having um, an incoming Zoom call from her sister, the brat, newly married, I believe, or engaged. Oh, yeah, to that girl. Newly, like, officially out and in a relationship with a woman. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> so, as soon as she saw her sister, Lisa Ray, you know, starts to get emotional and cry, and she's clearly holding back, like, emotion and words, and in the background, Vivica Fox is, you know, hollering and carrying on like we're watching Two Can Play That Game. Oh, girl, you know, if we just ugly cry like that, you know, that's love. That's just, you didn't even go ahead and hit her. Hug her real tight, girl, because, honey, you already know. Like, all of that oh, stuff. Geez. Meanwhile, they have no idea what the fuck Lisa Ray is thinking because it quickly went left. The brat admits that Lisa 
She and Lisa have not been speaking much. They've had some distance in their relationship (laughs) and hadn't been speaking much throughout Corona and even before. Lisa had to find out that Mama was officially gay, you know, for someone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, officially gay for someone the way that... Not that she found out, because I know Lisa already knew, but she, like... She found out about her relationship and coming out and all of that stuff from the internet, oh, I guess, because no. they weren't speaking. So, you know, very basic family drama. Yes, right. Something <laughs> very easy to rectify if both parties are willing, and I am sure that they will. This was just one of those things. This was just one of those things that, unfortunately, with the ingredients and the setup, it was like, ooh, not our business. Like, this felt more like it should have been a call with a therapist. Right. This should not have taken place on Fox Soul. (laughs) Yeah. The Brett... The brat know damn well mm-hmm. that if she and Lisa were not speaking, hadn't spoken, right. and all of the stuff that had been going on with her privately since then, that that was not necessarily the way to surprise her with a conversation for the first time in however long. Right. Because you put her on the spot, first of all, and she's emotional because she's happy to see her sister, but she's also mad at you. So it was just like yeah, and this, this very possible position. Right. It was a very, very real like human moment between the two of them featuring three women that really didn't need to be involved. So it was kind of awkward because Lisa, (laughs) let me say something. Lisa Ray keeps it all the way real. She don't give a fuck. She's like, she was like, she was handling it the way that she felt. She was like, I'm not even going to play this up. I'm going to say how I feel. I just want. Oh, good for her. (laughs) I want (laughs) to share a part. Oh, God. Is it that bad? I just want to share my favorite part. Okay. Okay. And this is just what Lisa Ray had to say because she was very, you know, tensions were high, emotions were high. This is how she was feeling. I want you to know that after she's done, you will hear from Selena Johnson. Okay, Okay. that's who's speaking. Here we go. I think y'all needed this moment and and to say what y'all have to say at the end of the day. I would would say thank you, Queens, for allowing and making it happen because I'm not sure how long it would have been. What it's been like, what almost like a since what? Hey, December, hey, like stop, baby, no more. What y'all saying? I don't give a fuck what y'all say at all. Y'all don't know shit at all. She do, you do, you do. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Cause what the fuck can you say to that? <laughs> do to do, moving right the fuck along, girls. <laughs> that was my oh god favorite part of this. <laughs> Lisa, said, I don't give a fuck what y'all saying. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And all of them were like, all of the. Please go look this up. All of them. We're like, ooh, well, I guess we done. <laughs> like, Why would Brett even call in knowing that she and her sister are not getting along? It wasn't a good idea. It wasn't. And- trying to force a reconciliation on TV. 
Girl. I saw like a, I saw some bits of them having conversations on um, on growing up hip hop because oh, uh, the brat was on the Atlanta version of that, and there was like some tension and some disagreements that they were having on the show as well. I think about communication, and it was very like similar to this. I think that they just have a very you know sibling ass relationship where they love each other, and I think that Lisa is like a very very much a big sister, and the brat is a little sister. Is like, girl, you don't know everything. And you, you're not gonna tell me how to live my life and all this stuff. So it's like it's just so it's a very common thing, but they're just in in front of everybody's face and it's like televised and recorded and stuff like that. So I think that the brat pro- might have been like maybe this is maybe if we speak mm. in this matter. <laughs> that you know she'll keep it together or keep it cute because she on the show or whatever again mama's in bed she don't give a fuck about this show (laughs) or dragging anyone y'all she absolutely brad should have hit her up gave her a little chat via facetime or whatever before this and then maybe done that it wasn't yeah definitely somebody should have gave her a heads up but yeah, I think this, I'm going to put this on Brett. Although I can't really also, like, I don't, I can't see myself not speaking to my sibling for the better part of a year because they found out about my relationship from the internet. Like, I just, that doesn't seem like something that would bother me personally very much, but, but it is, I they probably got that, all other kind of shit going on too. Yeah, I don't think that, like, the strain or the distance in the relationship was just because of that. I think that that was a result of them not speaking for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was because of the relationship. No, no, no. I think that they already had sort of been distant or weren't really speaking or seeing eye to eye. And the brat was just doing her own thing. And so she never said, hey, I'm engaged (laughs) or, hey, I'm about to come out or whatever, whatever. And that stuff hurts. It sucks. And it doesn't matter if you're famous or not, or you've got a fucking show on Fox Soul or wherever the fuck. Sometimes some people are just set up where, bitch, I don't give a fuck. About, I don't give a That's fuck. That's true. What y'all say? And maybe Brad is just like, bitch, we're not as close as you think we are. I don't know, because I don't know everything going on in between the two of them. But definitely feel like y'all should have rethought that whole strategy because <laughs> she went the fuck I off and. Fuck what y'all <laughs> at all. You brought it back. Wow, <laughs> girl! If you could see their faces, they're like, "Okay, why well, uh, don't have anything okay, else?" Okay, well, and let's move on from this Zoom to the next. Last but not least, on the hot tops, I don't know if you. Well, I don't know what your read is. I figured maybe we would just talk. There about are so many things to talk about. Frumpy. You can literally say whatever you want to because there's eighty other things to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you even, what do you even, what is there even? Are you talking about this nigga and his uh, COVID or? I'm so tired of this bitch. <laughs> like, yes. I am tired of him. I'm so tired of his lying. I'm tired of his fucking rust colored jowls. I'm tired of his fucking, his fucking dumpy ass wagon that looks like a Ziploc bag full of cottage cheese. I'm tired of his fucking neck that looks like a vulva. I'm so fucking tired oh, of him. Yeah. I hate him. Like, I'm just so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the. I'm... <sighs> So do you think he really has it or that all of this was some big lie and scheme and all that? 
honestly, I think he really does have it. Because I can't, like, I understand sort of the basics of why someone might think that he is making it up. But I feel like the good for him would not outweigh the bad yeah. if he, it came out that he had it. You know what I'm saying? And just the behavior and the beginning part of everything where he wasn't saying any motherfucking thing and it was like, oh yeah, he's fine, but we're going to Walter Reed. Like, and like, it just In was days. so... <laughs> it was just so erratic and out of control and it makes complete sense because he's a reckless, lying, irresponsible bitch. Yeah, so like, of course you it. fucking have it. <laughs> right. Like, duh. Of course you do. But everything, everything since then, the fucking performative bullshit that she's been doing, like going and, and making sure that everybody saw you take off your motherfucking mask when you get back up here. God knows how many other people you've infected with this okay. shit because you just have to keep up this fucking idea that it's not a big deal and nobody really has to wear masks and it's your fucking prerogative. I hate him. Like, I hate him. And I'm not even a front. Like, I was not somebody who, when I heard about this, was like, great. You know, good. Oh. I definitely gave It's What She Deserves Kim Kardashian voice. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> said that. But honestly, more than anything, that shit gave me anxiety because it was like, bitch, if anybody should be, like, cool, it's you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, who did, like... No. So, if shit is out of control in your circle, which, again, is not even surprising, that'll make me feel better. Because as bad as I do not feel for you, bitch, I want this to be done. I want to move on. I want to hear, hey, we actually have this virus by the balls. But that's not the case. Mama's still out here twirling and dancing and putting on the Formation World Tour, having a time of her goddamn life, globally. <laughs> I'm tired of it. And you keep playing goddamn games, and now your motherfucking ass out here trying not to cough on national goddamn TV and still acting like it's not a big deal. I hate him. He was. I saw that when he got back, trying so hard to swallow that cough. Like, girl, I think he has it too. <laughs> I really do. Uh, just based off the timeline and going back and looking at him during the bait up there, sweating and shit, sniffling nonstop. Yes. So the fact that this bitch, not only, oh God, there's so many things here, but like, first of all was blatantly obvious about not giving a shit about masks called them politically correct and acted like it was just a matter of personal choice and not you know national health that people fucking wear them then he went to the fucking debate everybody was supposed to get there in enough time to have a covid test of course he and his sneaky ass slimy ass family conveniently showed up too late to the debate to have the covid Mm -hmm. test and so they went by the honor code I don't know what that An means. honor code when it comes to Donald J. Trump, the biggest liar of all goddamn time. The honor code, bitch. So now you done had him in here breathing all over this moderator and Joe Biden, who miraculously has not tested positive for it yet. And then, knowing you was sick, got on Air Force One with all your chilling and hella other people, went to a whole ass fucking fundraiser in New Jersey where people paid $250,000 for an unseasoned chicken buffet dinner and to, <laughs> and to shake your goddamn hand. Meanwhile, you patient fucking zero. A whole new super spreader in the Washington, D.C. area. And now 15 niggas who work around you or in the White House are sick. I think like 11 people who worked at that debate have gotten sick from, with yeah, COVID in that time. Like, can you imagine being White House staff right now? Just regular 
everyday niggas who work at the White House, mowing the lawn or cleaning the houses or cooking or whatever. And now every fucking day your life is on the line because this bitch want to come back and rip his mask off before he comes inside. And then did you see that when the Secret Service took him out for his little parade, his little drive around? What? (laughs) Fuck. Why would you do that? I saw so many people point out that the whatever his vehicle is called is hermetically sealed so that gases and stuff can't get inside of it, which, you know, would make sense if we had a president that we actually gave a shit about. But the Mm. fact that stuff can't get in also means that stuff really can't get out. And so if there was ever a time that you would not want to be around somebody who has COVID-19, it would be in a vehicle that has been sealed in such a way that Mm. things can't get inside of it. Like if anything, that nigga need to be in one part of the car by his damn self. Everybody windows need to be down and everybody needs to be wearing a mask. But sweetie, you didn't need to do that shit at all. Uh, not at all. And then put out a video telling us not to be scared of COVID. 210,000 Americans are dead. Over 7 million have caught it. And you talking about don't be scared. <laughs> I, I'm done. I was thrilled. I was thrilled when I saw oh, yeah. the news. I understand. I mean... <laughs> I truly danced a little jig. And you know why? Because even if COVID don't kill that bitch, it was going to make him very, very uncomfortable. And I want him to suffer. I want him and to th- feel hello? bad every Thank minute you. of his wretched life. You. I want him to be in Thank pain you. and absolute Thank misery you. every second of every moment of his day. I said, you know what? Anxiety aside, death aside. I know that that bitch is probably incredibly okay, uncomfortable right now. Breathe words shit. High and just dry mouth or whatever the fuck. All coughing shit. all over the place. Can't breathe. Short of breath. I was just like, you know what? I will take that. Because again, bitch, bare minimum. Because this is all your goddamn fault. Mm-hmm. So, right. like, fuck you. If anybody, I know people say you're not supposed to say somebody deserved to get the virus because the virus is not a punishment. And I understand that. But you look at the way that this man has handled the virus and if there was going to be somebody to die from it, Donald Trump would be the one who deserved it. That's how I feel about it, because fuck him. And look at what he has done. Just look at it. Look at the state of this country. We are no better off than we were in March. And now we got flu season bringing her raggedy ass right on through as well. And it's about to be cold. And and cold. So you think people are going to stop having parties and stuff just because they can't have them outside no more? Hell no. Niggas are going to move the parties inside where the transmission rate will just go up. People aren't going to stop congregating. They're just going to make it less safe. So I And if you really look at the clips, look at the footage (sighs) of these like, like insanely strictly anti-mask you know people they're just talking about the dumbest shit they have the most ridiculous excuses and stories about why they don't need to wear a mask and whatever the fuck else and it's just like bitch even if you don't care about you mm-hmm. it's not just but we've done this anyway you're not the only person on this planet and other people in their health and safety matter especially not the rich ass white people who voluntarily be around your hateful ass all day but 
the countless number of people who have to be around you because it's mm-hmm. their goddamn job and it's either be around you or not pay the rent or not have lights or not have food. So, And even if you don't care about nobody the fuck else and you don't give a shit if everybody falls out and dies, girl, the more <laughs> we have to deal with stubborn bitches like y'all, the longer we're going to have to do Like, I don't, like, we talked about the flattening, the curve thing. Like, girl, people who were not President Trump have been forever. Like, so here's what we should probably be doing to try and get the best handle on this kind of thing. We need to do it as much as much as it sucks, as inconvenient and uncomfortable as it is, girl. We need to do these things so we can flatten the curve and get to the finish line. And y'all bitches have not been listening and ever now. I'm like, now more than ever. <laughs> because like Lord. at this point, everybody like, well, fuck it. You know, if I die, I die. Huh. And it's a damn shame that the person who is supposed to be leading Americans in doing the right thing for themselves and others is doing the exact opposite of all that. And we just stuck here waiting for him to die or be replaced. (sighs) (laughs) This fucking country, man. That's it for the hot tops this week. We're going to take a break and then come back. Emmy award-winning John Mulaney presents everybody's in LA. A special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Okay, so we are back and it is time for our listener letters. That is right. This week, the listener letters are brought to you by Royal Oils. Love that Royal Oils. With Royal Oils, you never have to choose between a healthy scalp and moisturized hair ever again. Now, let's dive right on in our first question this week. <clears throat> Comes from... Uh, where, who will we go with first? Let's go with uh, Davon. Davon says, I'm a black gay man in my 30s who recently moved to Los Angeles to pursue TV writing. Mm-hmm. This summer, I decided to get back on Tinder, mostly out of boredom, and I was surprised to match with a handsome man who seemed so down to earth. From the very first date, it was clear we had a real connection. Unlike many men I've dated, I was so impressed with how consistent he was and how well he communicated his feelings. I also told him about my trauma and mental health issues, and he's been patient and supportive. Though we've been taking things slowly these past three months, I really do see him as husband material. The plot Mm. twist came when he casually mentioned that he took cocaine with his roommate last Saturday. 
This threw me completely right. off <laughs> because it seemed very inconsistent with the person I thought he was. I told him that I had witnessed my dad lose his job and his family to cocaine addiction and that I wasn't comfortable seeing someone else I care about go down that path. But he swears that he's not addicted and it's just something he does occasionally. According to him, he is just fine. And this is something that I need to be OK with. I wonder if y'all think that I am tripping. I know that Coke is something that the gays do out here in Hollywood, but is there really a such thing as casual cocaine use? Can I view it as him just having a good time, just like getting drunk or smoking weed? No one in my circle does Coke, so I'd love to know. <laughs> I love that. I love that he's like, let me ask the heathens. <laughs> right. I'd love to know if y'all think I'm blowing this out of proportion. So what's your opinion? <laughs> Because he is truly an otherwise wonderful man. Thanks, Davon. Davon, sounds like you have specific triggers with cocaine for, you know, Obvious understandable reasons. reasons. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with that being a uh, deal breaker <laughs> for you, even if, you know, he treats it as something that's not a big deal or something that's casual. Personally, for me... I don't like to judge people when it comes to whatever drug it is that they're using because I have found, um, you know, especially being from Miami, which is basically, you know, where drugs sort of, you know, get funneled through. Oh, yeah. You know, where is it they say? Then, then there's something, a saying like all mail passes through Texas or some dumb shit like that. It's probably something like that. All drugs pass through Miami before you go. That them. really might be all true. Of all of them. So... I have seen, you know, people or been around people who've done all kinds of drugs, even the ones I'm too scared to do. But there are people who can handle it and, like, behave normally, be responsible, not get themselves or others into trouble, regardless of what drug they're doing. And then there are people who have problems with it. Just the same way there are people who smoke weed, who have problems with weed or problems with getting high or whatever. And then there are motherfuckers who can function completely on it. Alcohol is another thing. Some people drink, you know what I'm saying? And some people get drunk and are fine. You know, it's like in terms of not going to jail, not oh, dying, yeah, not wilding out and doing you know nothing saying? reckless. Yes, right. And then some people have issues with alcohol where they just shouldn't be drinking. You know what I mean? So to me, if I found out, I think I would probably judge him more based on his behavior when he's high and when he's not. You know what Ooh, I mean? Because. Yeah. There are just some people who will do drugs that you don't do or whatever, but it doesn't really change the nature of your relationship, the 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 energy or the tone around the two of you when you go out or when you're at home or whatever. But if you see things that are a result of his drug use or whatever that are alarming or uncomfortable or negative or whatever, then, you know, that might be enough of a sign for you to walk away from it. But I also, like I said, you know, just the history that you have, whether from what you know, might be enough to be like, I'm not comfortable with that. I think that's fair. Yeah. You're allowed to, I mean, you're allowed to not see somebody for whatever reason you want. You don't even really have to have a reason but yeah if it's gonna like remind you of your dad every time you see him snorting up then yeah you know that would be a situation that you would probably want to avoid i agree with kid fury like this is 
it's very possible that he does do it casually. Like to answer your question, it is possible <laughs> to be a casual Coke user. Now, if you're around him and he has to excuse himself and, and take his keys with him every 15 minutes, then that's <laughs> something else. That's <laughs> a totally different situation, you know, <laughs> then you would need to be alarmed. So if I were you, I would just keep my eyes peeled for red flags. But also, yeah. <laughs> so if you see something that alarms you, you can immediately be like, okay, I, I need to get out of here and I need to right. not be bothered with this. But you also need to check in with yourself and uh, mm-hmm. make sure that you can actually handle it. Because he is allowed to have his casual Coke usage. Like, Yeah, he's allowed he, to. You, right. You are not entitled to tell him to quit or whatever. And mm. he is also not entitled to, you know, be blessed with the presence of your company. So true. if you can't handle it, then by all means, even though you are thinking of him as husband material after 12 weeks, which I just wish y'all would would chill out but you know if you can't handle it then let that nigga go because he could be absolutely perfect in every other way but if you can't handle coke usage and he is adamant about using coke then it's just not gonna work between the two of y'all period that's just not the nigga that is meant for you so i mean i feel like if you love everything else about him and you don't witness any like alarming or concerning behavior from him. You just know that he does this drug. I don't know that that's, you know, like if you really want to pursue him and is that thing, I think that you should probably just do a little work on your feelings about, you know, said drug, your dad and all of those other things before you just throw it away. Because again, yeah, not just the gays, everybody in Hollywood does a little bit of that book, that <laughs> book of shit. They do. It's a lot of them. So it's a lot of them. You know what I mean? I think that you should probably just, you know, try and wrap your head about around it a little bit more. And also, like, I don't know much about cocaine. It feels like a drug that you don't do forever. Like, I feel like, <laughs> do, like, do old folks do, do, cause like, you probably I know <laughs> people in their 80s and 90s who roll up and light a J. Well, and yeah. I hope that I get there too. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know with cocaine. Is that something? Maybe something like like in a couple of years, he's not even interested in doing anymore. But again, I have no idea. Yeah. And I'm not sure how it affects the body either. I think it starts fucking up your nasal passages in some way. I think it starts like eating away at your brain maybe a little bit if you're a super heavy coke user. I don't know for sure, though, because coke is not for me. Tried it. Did not care for what it did to me. So (laughs) So. that's why. What you're saying about the nasal passages, that's why motherfucking Donald Trump Jr. was on the news the other day after yep. the debate talking about, well, my father, you know, one thing I know about him is that, like, he's a very strong man, and I just, you know, Joe Biden oh. all the time, if I, if, if, if I had done half of the things that Hunter Biden has done, I would just, like, I was like, girl, the phlegm. Yeah. Take like, a break. This is, this is a little gross, and you need to clear that up, but. That explains a lot. Yeah, good luck to you, sir, uh, as you figure out whether you can handle this um best of luck to you our next question comes from brandon who says i've had a friend for over a decade and he recently decided to start a podcast he has been really excited about it posting on social media investing in sponsored ads etc i saw it while i was scrolling through my feed and subscribed to support my friend but never actually listened Oh God! This past weekend, I finally decided to listen to it while cleaning and I expected to enjoy it because we both like the same kind of shows. Mm. What I did not expect is a Kid Fury knockoff. Oh, God. His (laughs) own. Because that is hilarious. (laughs) 
<laughs> His opening line was, hello, niggas and friends. <laughs> and he mentioned iOS press releases and other things that many people would directly associate with the read. Why would you write this in if you know he's going to hear it? <laughs> Inconsiderate. My question is... Reckless. <laughs> Am I still obligated as a friend to support a product I don't believe in? Or should I thug it out and allow him to develop <laughs> into his own? I feel like I'm fake if I do and fake if I don't. Thanks. Love you guys, Brandon. I mean, you might as well text Brandon at this point. You might as well. I mean. <laughs> Maybe he'll text you. You know? Whichever one of y'all listen to this first is, is going to send a very funny yeah. text message to the other. <laughs> Wow. So what should he do? Should he, uh, how should he confront this situation, if at all? If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it, obviously. But I think that you could just, <laughs> could have just addressed your friend and been like, hey, listen to the podcast and here are my two cents if you're interested. <laughs> like, I don't think, like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, giving your opinion on your, friends or family's creations or stuff like that. They're artistic works, creative endeavors. Um, but <laughs> like, I feel like the route you chose is probably not the best <laughs> overall. I know. appreciate it because when I tell you I fucking screamed when I saw this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to said friend, child, listen, have a good time. That's it. That's all this shit is about. It's yet another medium that uh, is for the now. And you just got to make it whatever you want to make it. Just have a good time and don't feel pressured to like um, live up to any particular standard or sound like any particular thing or do whatever. 90% of the time that I sit in front of this microphone, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I, 100% of the time, when we turn these microphones off, I forgot everything I said. So, like, <laughs> there isn't much of a recipe over here in terms of anything. Just have fun. That's it. I think first things first, you should just tell your friend, especially if he asks for feedback. Um, mm -hmm. Then you could be like, well, I liked this parts of it. And then, you know, for a lot of it, I felt like maybe... You know, you've heard other people on podcasts, so you think to be good at a podcast, you need to sound like them. But really, all you have to do is focus on you, what you want to say, mm -hmm. what your natural voice sounds like, what matters to you, that sort of thing. So, yes, I would I would probably try to guide my friend into being more of himself as opposed to being yeah. like, nigga, you sound like you went and watched every episode of Furious Thoughts and then sat down and decided to record a podcast. <laughs> like, I would probably just try to be a little bit more gentle about it. But. But yeah, I don't think you have to feel fake um, either way. Like, it's not fake to be real, which is the exact opposite. To be real with him, you know, about how you really felt about his show. And it's fine to, like, have artistic inspirations or comedic inspirations or whatever, you know, category. Because a lot of the shit that comes out of my mouth in terms of tone, cadence, or whatever is absolutely just 
the formulaic results of a ton of comedians that I absorbed when I was a kid, when I was a teen and all of that other stuff, all of the shows and shit that I watched. You know, I don't try to like say things verbatim that I heard unless it's a reference or stuff like that. But like, it only makes sense really regardless of what you do. If you are a music producer, you're probably going to have somebody that you were inspired by that kind of has something to do with the way that you work or the way that you process. So it's like, that's fine. But just... You got to try to find ways to let your individualism... Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And like your own perspectives and uniqueness, let all of that stuff through. Because that's what's most interesting. You know, people who... People want to hear the stuff that you think nobody else thinks about or talks about or is interested in. Because almost always you will find somebody will be like, bitch, I thought I was the only person who did this or thought that or whatever, whatever. That's why years ago I stopped giving a fuck about whatever random shit I, you know, showed interest in or talked about or whatever because even if it was one or two people the next day, would be like, yes, I absolutely also watched that anime in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Or yes, I too (laughs) purchased Cleopatra's album and listened to the CD on the bus. Or what, like, just be yourself. Yeah, just honestly, just be yourself. Like if Yuri said, I frequently forget what was said on this show. Like every time the nanosecond that we hang up. And it's always funny when like two or three days later somebody tweets me or sends me a comment on Instagram and it's like, <laughs> bitch, I too was obsessed with the bop it or whatever. You know, something yeah. like that. Where it's like, Oh yeah. So I think all you have to you your friend and anybody else who is interested in starting a podcast, you don't have to worry about sounding like anybody else. You just need to be, you know, be yourself and and talk about what matters to you, what has affected you, what is big or important or influential in your life. And good yes. luck to him. Have fun. Don't yes. do it just for like the setup or the look, the validation. Please don't do it just for the money, all that stuff. You have fun because when you put too much pressure on yourself. Like, we have seen so many podcasters who are just, like, put so much pressure on themselves because they want to, like, live up to a certain standard or have, like, a really, really, really successful podcast and stuff like that. Exhale, breathe, have a good motherfucking time, laugh, girl. The end could be tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, like, don't give too much of a fuck about what the fuck somebody's going to think or be interested in or whatever. And you'll have plenty of time and opportunity to switch things and change formulas and adjust different things depending on feedback or how you personally feel about something or whatever. But bitch, have a good time. Don't make it just work. Yeah, definitely not. I think we we are pretty fortunate that we, when we started it, we were definitely not doing it for the money or the recognition or anything. At because all. that was just not even a thing back then. No. That was just not even a thing. And so maybe people are feeling very pressured these days when they start a podcast yeah. to hit certain metrics or get ads or whatever. But like we never aimed for any of that. We just the landscape was totally different. Yeah, it was. It was completely different from what it is now. So I understand that you know people are probably looking at it in more of a professional like let me get this together so I can have A, B, C, mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. But if you don't actually care about what you're talking about, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then that's going to come through on your show regardless. And it won't matter yeah. if you try to sound like somebody else or not because it'll be clear that you are not really invested in what you're talking about or what you're doing. So Right. Um, but good luck to you and your friend as he figures it out. 
<laughs> then uh, I hope, you know, y'all don't fall out because you wrote to us and put his shit on blast instead of just, you know, texting him. But I hope you wake up to a text that just says, really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really, nigger? Thanks. Okay. All right. Our last question comes from Ashley, who says, my brother and I both work in the real estate industry. My gut told me not to recommend clients to him, but I did it anyway because he's family. <sighs> We did a deal together and the experience was terrible. He was oh. unresponsive. And when I would ask him why things were happening, he gave bullshit answers. I was very frustrated at his lack of professionalism and communication. So I went over his head to his boss. I knew he would be pissed about it, but we needed a resolution from my client and my professional reputation was on the line. Shortly thereafter, my brother sent me an email saying that he was done with me and he never wants to speak to me again. I replied, Oof. the feeling is mutual, and left it at that. <laughs> My brother and I are 10 years apart. I don't give a fuck what y'all saying. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was funny. Sorry, God. We're 10 years apart, and we have fallen out many times. I'm always the one to initiate our reconciliation, but now I feel like I'm too old to babysit a 40-year-old and his Damn. ego. I've thrown in the towel on that relationship. My brother has been a major source of anxiety for me, and I feel at peace with my decision. My question is, how do you navigate being around estranged family members at family events like Thanksgiving or Christmas, which are both coming up? We'll be around each other, and I'm wondering if I should actively try to avoid him or at least say hi. I'm good at acting like people don't exist and moving about my day. However, the way my brother is, if I ignore him, he will run to my mom and tattle, and then he will ask my mother to choose between he and I. If she refuses to choose, he will block her from seeing his kids. I know this because he has done it before and i don't want to put my mom through that because she lives for her grandbabies however if i try to speak to him he will snub me and then brag about how he snubbed me and smear me to anyone who will listen also <laughs> the last time i did say hi when we were estranged it turned into a physical altercation what you and your brother be wilding goddamn i want to stay away from everyone except my mother and grandmother because of this my fiance said he will back whatever decision I make. And since we're trying to get pregnant right now, he is being very protective and does not want me in or around any stressful situations or drama. He suggested right. inviting just my mom and grandma over to our house for Thanksgiving, but I do not want to put them in an awkward position with our family. What would y'all do in this situation? Thanks in advance, Ashley. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. And I thought I had an answer. And then it's like, oh, but my man say fuck that nigga. But Thanksgiving's coming up. Like, <laughs> right. Ah, oh, that's so much. Your brother is sounding very, very petty and uh, deeply immature. But I guess a lot of us have that one family member, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm also pretty good, whether it's family or whatever with acting like you don't exist when we're around one another. Um, and typically I don't think that that's a, like, I don't ever, ever think that that should be a problem mm -hmm. if myself and that person have an issue at the time. I've never really understood where, I've never understood situations where you and I have an issue. We have even in this situation um said we don't want to speak to one another <laughs> you know mm. but then y'all are around and i don't speak and that 
was a form of disrespect. Like, I've never understood that. We're not cool. Us speaking is not going to feel right. It's not going to feel good. Yeah. If anything, it's just going to feel forced. So it may be better in a lot of times or a lot of circumstances for us to just not acknowledge each other and let everybody just have a good time. She has said that she knows or feels that her brother will make their mom's life as a grandma hell if (laughs) she doesn't go ahead and extend that thing. So it sounds like to me, if you're choosing between your mama being stressed out because your brother's being an asshole and not letting her see the grandbabies or your brother going around and sounding like a fucking childish moron for bragging about the fact that you snubbed his uh he snubbed your hello grow up you just gotta weigh your your (laughs) odds there and and decide which one you're more comfortable with because it really sounds like one or or the other so you might you're either taking an l for your mama you know what i mean or it's like you know what fuck him i'm not even gonna do this and everybody else can figure it out because i'm not even gonna let the immaturity you know, penetrate me and what I've got going on with my family. So it's one or the other, in my opinion. Yeah, I just, your brother sounds, he's 40 years old acting like this. And you said it's a 10 year difference between y'all, which means you're 30 and still babysitting this grown ass man. And I can only imagine how tired you are of that dumb shit. So, I mean, honestly, it seems like you really mean it this time as far as like not being bothered by that nigga not letting that nigga get under your skin and all that so if i were you i would probably ignore him just because i know how i am so i would not speak at all if he tried to speak to me i probably just would not talk to him and if he decided to run to mama and tell on me and then make her choose between the two of us i think i would just point out the ridiculousness of that situation because he's 40 fucking years old you're not six you know it's not like you took his favorite toy and won't share or some shit like you're a grown-ass man and i would let my mama you know deal with that situation with her son however she was going to like you really gonna cut your mother off from seeing your children because she won't pick your side in some stupid ass argument like it sounds like somebody in this situation needs you can't make a grown man grow up but somebody needs to stop coddling him here and I don't think it's you so I would probably just let my mama with her grown ass handle that situation with my brother and being fucking stupid about um seeing her grandbabies um and yeah or if you decide to go the other way and you say hi to keep the peace and then he runs around talking about how you know he didn't speak and making fun of you to everybody else I think I would just let that go honestly because getting all riled up or wanting to fight or argue with him behind it really just feels like the behavior of somebody who isn't at peace with the decision they made like if I if I've decided that I don't fuck with you no more then you can go and say whatever the hell you want to about me. Honestly, you can, because I simply Mm. don't care. You could die in the next five minutes and nothing about my life would change. So yeah, however you feel about me, if you want to go tell other people, I mean, and then other people will see his big 40 year old ass running, talking about my sister tried to say hi in the spirit of the holiday season, but that stupid bitch, I turned and walked away. Like how dumb do you sound right now? My nigga, you are a whole grown ass man. 
treating your 30 year old sister like this it's it's absurd so the fact that y'all aren't really fighting for any i mean i won't say it's not a good reason but this is not some like family shredding drama that's been hidden throughout the centuries and you know some massive family family secret or something this is your brother being a fucking dumbass not taking care of his shit at work and then being mad at you because you did take care of your shit because you wasn't willing to let your reputation drop so all you have to do is stand on that defend yourself if it comes to that make sure people you know if you want to tell your mama why you don't talk to him no more and then add on that it's not just this one thing but years and years and years of constantly turning the other cheek and being the first one to try to reconcile and always trying to make sure you and your brother are good a person gets tired and you are allowed to be done with that but i just i the more than anything i want you to not let this nigga stress you out because he is mad at you for something very fucking stupid very stupid. Yeah. And then trying to turn your mama, make it a thing where your mama chooses him. It's just like, what? <laughs> chooses you? You're 40, nigga. <laughs> you don't, are you still auditioning to be mama's favorite? Ugh. Sounds like some yeah. therapy is needed, but yeah. Yeah. Best of luck to you. You're muted. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I really thought you was responding to me too, because I was just talking. You're muted. <laughs> that whole time <laughs> except for like five seconds oh. just a bit ago when you well. said something about a stupid reason i said i was sitting here the entire time <sighs> reading your lips okay. so i got most of what you were saying but Man. i was like i'm just gonna let this happen facetime <laughs> needs to let us lock settings so that we can't accidentally mute ourselves because i just continue to mess up with this application but i hope you got something out of that ashley and yeah. <laughs> i hope you find uh peace uh with your family in that whole situation this holiday season yeah, we got enough stress to deal with. Hopefully they don't make it more stressful than it needs to be. Yes, good luck to you. Thanks to everybody who sent in questions this week. And thanks again to Royal Oils from Head & Shoulders for sponsoring the listener letters. The Royal Oils line makes it easy to keep your hair and your scalp moisturized and healthy. So find out why we love it so much. You can pick up all the products in their collection at Walmart stores or at walmart.com. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. And let's take a break. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. So we're back. It's time for the read. And I just have a couple of quick things I will just get out of the way. One, two, the president, is it the president of, yeah, president of Warner Brothers Games, David Haddad. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name, your last name wrong, David. Apparently, they were having a company Q&A, and employees were discussing um, J.K. Rowling, because Warner Brothers Games has a, what looks to be an amazing Harry Potter game that's uh, due out next year. 
it sort of leaked. I don't know if it was last year. It feels like maybe it was the year before. But like some test footage for this game leaked online a while ago and looked amazing. And just like maybe last month, they officially showed it off. It's called Hogwarts Legacy. You make a wizard. You go to school. It's like a Harry Potter prequel. And you can find fantastic beasts and just live out all of your video game Hogwarts dreams. So yay, stand them. However, of course, J.K. Rowling is infamously a transphobe and stands ignorantly in that stance. Um, so I guess some employees were asking the president about it and he said, uh, not a lot I can comment on other than that since we did get so many questions I wanted to be responsive the best way I could. The way I'd like to do it is I'd like to echo something you've heard from our most senior executive leadership. When J.K. Rowling is the creator, while J.K. Rowling is the creator of Harry Potter and we are bringing that to life with the power of Portkey, which is the game company, in many places she's a private citizen also. And that means she's entitled to express her personal opinion on social media. I may not agree with her and I may not agree with her stance on a range of topics, but I can agree that she has the right to hold her opinions. Apparently, they also are said that we working with LGBTQ rights organizations and talking to the director of transmedia representation at GLAAD. <laughs> so there's your, you know, obligatory corporate effort. Um okay. But I just wanted to say to Warner Brothers Games, tread light. Tread light, hun. It's already difficult for uh, Potter fans because so many people are incredibly affected by those books and so in love with it. And a lot of what the, the books were meant to stand for, or so we thought, um, and are trying their damnedest to separate uh J.K. Rowling, her ignorance from the stories in the universe that mm-hmm. they love so much. Plenty of people have just flat out said, girl, I'm done. You know, that was nice. Loved the books when I grew up. Loved the movies, whatever, whatever. But I'm good. I'm not going to support it in any regard because etc. Even a lot of people, even with this game, have been like, I was excited for the game. I'm not going to buy it. You know? Yeah. So I just feel like I don't know how they could have or should have addressed this or or what maybe it didn't need to be spoke i don't know but i just feel like girl <clears throat> tread light because even outside of that potter game right let's say i don't buy that game mm-hmm. Warner brothers game is also working on a new batman game like just tread light you know i just wanted to say please be careful because i have things that i'm looking forward to and i already am not entirely sure that i will be spending too much more more money or time on harry potter things yeah depending on you know how those coins are spent and things like that i just you know it may be the wrap it may be the end mm-hmm. i mean and I also because she's a mess yeah, you're muted. Also, um, <laughs> I swear to God, I am done. I just want to talk about the Real Housewives of the Potomac one more time. I believe it was last week when I spoke about how, you know, producers of the show and even some of the castmates were doing this whole, like, it's so hood and all of this other stuff. So ghetto of Monique to be 
fighting the girls on TV, et cetera, et cetera. So in the latest episode, Monique, the one who threw the hands, mm-hmm. um, gathered with everyone but Candace, uh, who received the hands, um, gathered everyone at Karen Huger, the Grand Dame, or whatever the fuck she calls herself at her house. And this is basically just all a moment for them to basically like grill Monique down to the ground and condescend to her and shame her for beating somebody up and um, just kind of talk down to her and make her, I guess they were trying to make her feel like trash. I was very confused because as I said, the fight wasn't pretty, shouldn't have happened. Now for a fight in general, it wasn't that deep. It wasn't. For a fight on TV, it was a spectacle. I'll say that. Um, however, it wasn't that deep to me. So I just don't understand where a lot of the women in that scene were were coming off. You know, I, I didn't. I feel like it was perfectly understandable to be like, you know what? That's not me. I don't like that energy. And I don't want to be around that energy. So I don't want to film with you. Like that to me is completely an understandable, respectable stance to have. Right. But they were just taking it to the line of like, this just perpetuates the image of black women being angry. And what kind of example are you setting for your daughter? And our image. Like, like, girl, please. So, to the new girl, Wendy, first of all, you know, you just got here. I understand that you're trying to, like, cement your role in the program and, like, really work for whatever they hold out at the beginning of Potomac. I don't remember. It's not a peach, a diamond, or crown, a bird, whatever the fuck it is that they hold out. I know that you're trying to, like, be like, hey, girls, I've arrived, and I'm here for a reason, so let me, you know, let me speak up and voice opinions in the scenes. Fine. But I stopped taking your ass seriously after the fight happened. You said I didn't sign up for this. After seeing a fight on the set of a Real Housewives show. Girl. What did you think that you signed up for exactly? Tea and crumpets with Megan and Harry? <laughs> what the fuck did you think? Where Did you think that this was a Michelle Obama production or something? Sweetie. Hello, doll. You're on the 23rd Real Housewives show. Okay? And like the third or fourth season of it at that catch up furthermore i'm not buying reality tv respectability politics from you or anybody the motherfuck else if you look at the fucking real housewives of potomac for an example of the black woman's temperament bitch you were going to think that black women were angry or or aggressive or violent for whatever anybody watching the motherfucking real housewives or or using <laughs> monique samuels as the measuring tape for black anger like what the fuck are you talking about everybody know that's what y'all do the real housewives regardless of what city it exists in is all about some middle-aged hands that gossip and fight yes, that's it, it sometimes is. the fights get physical most of the time they do not Most of the time they do not, but everybody ain't scared to fight. And as I said before, this is a situation that is not just like, you know, somebody running up on anybody who looked at them crazy in CVS and beating their ass in front of everybody. Like, this is a situation for an extended period of time where you have a dozen or more people behind the scenes that are antagonizing issues that you have with another person. Asking everybody, what do you think about when she said that? How do you feel about when she said that? Don't you think that was a little petty? What would you call that kind of behavior? Like, doing all of this stuff behind the scenes and stuff like that. Not to mention, you also have 
have castmates on camera who are doing the exact same thing at a winery when y'all bitches are drunk. Like, it's gonna happen. Yeah. It just does. It's not like it's just the the average black woman's you know, situation with a fight or something like that. It's completely supposed to. Guess what? They want y'all to fight. It makes them money. It gets them paid. And if it gets to a place that's like really, really bad or like really dark and someone gets like like seriously, seriously hurt, they can just fire ass as a liability because they've already collected collected their check. Bravo has been promoting this fight since it happened the the premiere of this season was the most dramatized ridiculous <laughs> played up shit like that started with the fight and everything that leads up to it like they have been cashing in on the fact that this fight happened but now y'all trying to turn around and make it seem like who are you even What's going on? You know how many black women, especially in the workplace, are called difficult or angry or or violent or aggressive or whatever just for speaking up for themselves, not raising their voices, right. not calling nobody out of their name, not touching nobody, but literally speaking up for themselves and for what's right. Like, it literally happens all of the fucking time. So if somebody was watching this show and was like, ah, see, this is how black women are, they would have said that about y'all motherfuckers any goddamn way. <laughs> Exactly. Thank you. Robin, girl, you should be thankful that you're still on this show, on the season that this fight transpired. Because I'm sure the ratings are doing very good right now. Very, very well. And Lord knows that you still trying to milk that same damn storyline that you have had since season one. And honey, I'm here to tell you that nobody, and I mean not a body, gives a fuck about if and when Juan is going to marry your ass. We've been tired, okay? The first season, it was cute. Second season, it was dry. And now it's confusing. So, like, mommy, you should just be happy to be here. I know why you're bringing up people's kids and all that stuff because, again, things happen. People fight. And if you're not, if, if you're just the type of person who's scared to get bucked or, like, is not about that or whatever, that's fine. That's respectable. It is what it is. And it's not, a you know, a perfect shining you know, awesome, respectable thing to do. It shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened, but it does. It's human. It's not just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they were both animated as fuck in that argument before the fight actually happens because it was a bunch of stuff leading up to that situation that was egged on by everybody in the room and they were both drinking. So, of course, like, last but not least, okay, Giselle Bryant. Oh, God damn. Now, I'm not surprised that you did the most because you are the flaming harbinger of the most. You are like, you are the most personified and I don't get it. But the nerve of you, (laughs) the nerve of you to tell this woman that you don't want to have anything to do with her or be around her because you and Jamal, who was a pastor, have an image to uphold? It can't be the same Jamal. It's got to be two Jamals. <laughs> Let's just have a quick chat. <laughs> Maybe Blue Cantrell. <laughs> because I'm lost. Oh, shit. <laughs> All of that was a rat when he was hitting him up style. Oh, Sweetie, my God. Jamal Bryant's image 
dove out of a third story window when that nigga was accepting tithe and offering dick all around Atlanta and the girls been knew about it. You've talked about it on this show. And even if Jamal Bryant wasn't a hoe, he still would have been judged because he's dating a real housewife. Because again, sweetie, the show is all about fighting and gossip. So I don't know what the fuck you talking about. You're just trying to make another situation out of something to be like the girl in the picture and the girl on the show or whatever. Mind you, you and Ashley were running around gossiping gossiping about Monique and uh, and Candace the whole ass time. Y'all were egging that fight on before it, when it was going on and all of that other shit. Then they actually threw hands or Monique did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm not mad. Uh, Candace threw glasses. <laughs> And, you know, the situation is what it is, but are you trying to, like, I, I don't know. I guess, like, when Potomac started, a lot of people were saying, you know, they're known for being, like, incredibly bougie and yep. conservative or whatever. So maybe this is a result of that. But I was just incredibly confused because, my nigga, it was like, people fight. They do, especially in situations like this where producers are going to, like, antagonize y'all into fighting because it gets them money. Like, everybody at Bravo cashing in off of oh, that Oh, yeah. Fight. Somebody got a raise. <laughs> And y'all. <laughs> and y'all. <sighs> it's true. I was so mad Monique didn't just say, you know what? At the end of the day, no, I do not feel remorse for what I did to Candace at this moment. And I also feel like anyone of y'all can get it as well. Like, to be perfectly honest, I will fight you. I will fight you. I will fight you. Matter of fact, now that I think about it, she ain't even got to say that because... Giselle's weak ass talking about, oh, the first year that you met me, you said you would punch me in my face and you got into, you know, a thing with Robin and you got into the thing. I would have been like, so why do y'all keep trying me then? Like you clearly, (laughs) you pulled out your notes, you know what I mean? And you're doing all of, you're bringing up all of these moments where I let you know that I'm about it. So why do y'all, why don't y'all leave me alone? Why do you still come over here? Why do you still talk to me? Why do you still, why y'all keep fucking with me? Right. It sounds like I just didn't appreciate it. I felt like, you know what I'm saying? Again, it shouldn't have happened. It's not like I was just doing backflips over the fight. It shouldn't have happened. It was not, you know, ideal. But it is a thing that fucking happens sometimes, especially when it's fucking instigated. And I felt like they were being so incredibly judgmental and disgusting and using all of these fucking excuses to vilify her that didn't even make no fucking sense. Just be like, girl, I'm not with the fighting shit and I just don't want to be around you. That's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. But images to be upkept by a whole-ass pastor and, like, respectability politics and all of this shit because you a doctor and whatever the fuck Robin's weak ass was talking about. I'm so tired of this goddamn shit. I don't know, like, I legit had to turn that shit off towards the end of that scene because I was like, I refuse to get this upset over people I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just not going to do it. It's that. a good I'm line to draw right there. But you're right. Yeah. Like, the white girls, even if... First of all, they not above physically fighting. They have done that before. But even if have. <laughs> even if not, like they constantly are fucking arguing and getting into it, dragging each other, saying terrible things about each other. That is the point of the Housewives franchise. That is every single city of Housewives. So Like I said, even the foreign it's hosts. Just like it's thank you. Everybody like 
I'm sorry. This is specifically why reality show fights are so common and happen all the damn time. Because y'all watch them. Because y'all watch it. And people producing these shows behind the scenes know that shit. And some shows, it's like incredibly fucking transparent. Like, I don't know. Like the real world Jersey Shore. Them kinds of shows where they would be pissing in the street and throwing up on each other and all kinds of wild shit. It was like, yeah, obviously, they're like shoving absolute vodka down the throats of these 22-year-olds in a house, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then being like, did you hear what Michelle just said about you? I know you're not going to take that line down. You know what I mean? And then make sure the but cameramen like, are in place. <laughs> exactly. But all of these shows do this shit. They all do it. So it's like, girl, I get not being about it with the fighting, not supporting the violence and stuff like that. But please leave that tired ass, dumb ass rhetoric out of it. Because again, this is not even a regular situation in terms of somebody fighting. This is like a situation where someone is bound to get their ass beat at some point. Yeah. You just pick the right one. It's true. I'm done. That's yeah, all I have. Team Monique. Okay. Um, I just have a few thick, uh, quick things to talk about, and then I'll be on my way. First things first, there was some very sad news last week. Uh, if you follow Chrissy Teigen or John Legend, you know that yeah. they were expecting a baby and just experienced a miscarriage, which is just devastating. Um, yeah. I've never personally had a miscarriage, but I know a lot of women who have, and it's just... It's just very deeply emotional, deeply sad, especially when the baby was so desperately wanted. And so um, most people sent them well wishes and thoughts and prayers and other civilized things. A lot of you don't like Chrissy or John or both of them. And so you said terrible things. But I'm actually not even directing this towards regular niggas. This read is for Errol Weber who is a Republican candidate for California's 37th House District. He tweeted, hoping that Chrissy Teigen and John Legend will reevaluate their thoughts on abortion after their heartbreaking experience. It's not a clump of cells. It's either a baby or it's not. What? (laughs) What Oh, my God. Okay, so (laughs) a few things here, Errol. (laughs) First of all... um, not what i expected a clump of cells like we are all clumps of cells sir of course it's a clump of cells now (laughs) whether it continues to to grow in the womb and is born into this world is something else but we are every last one of us made up of cells it is the building block of every living organism i feel like we all learn this in like (laughs) second or third grade so first of all yes it is Secondly, there is a massive difference between losing a pregnancy that you really wanted and were incredibly excited about versus Mm. choosing to end a pregnancy that you did not really want and were incredibly not excited about. And you dumb bitch. And I don't know how you don't know that, you stupid bitch. Of course, nobody's feelings about abortion have changed because of a miscarriage, because miscarriages are not abortion. Like what? I am fully on the side of the pregnant person person deciding what they want to do with their body and what is happening to it if you are excited about a little nigga growing inside of you and rearranging everything and that whole process then i am thrilled for you if you are disgusted or scared or sad or anything else and you want this shit to be over then i am all for that too you know why because it's your body and who grows inside of it or comes out of it is none of my goddamn business but it is beyond insensitive and fucked up and this is coming from the party that 
you know, claims to be all about God and family and love and and Jesus and the Bible. And literally none of that is biblical. The way y'all talk to that woman is not at all how Jesus would behave. Not at all. The fact that you act like there is no difference between a person terminating an unwanted pregnancy and a person losing a pregnancy that, again, they were incredibly excited about. <coughs> Incred- like Chrissy tweeted about almost nothing but this baby and her babies. Like she is obsessed with her kids. And so yeah. I just don't know how you heard that story or saw those pictures and decided to be like, well, maybe now you'll change your mind about abortion. I wish your mama had changed her mind about abortion because why are you here? Mm. Fair. This is so fucking stupid. <sighs> it's like, especially when you're talking about brown, black and brown babies, like y'all just go kill them anyway. Like you don't. So. I mean, and I'm not that's not even getting to the Republicans and their whole right to life, pro-life or whatever, when they are really just pro-birth, because the nanosecond that baby is on this earth, they are giving it nothing. And I mean nothing. Nothing. To keep not a it damn. alive, happy, well, healthy, fed, emotionally but literally, secure. Chuck it out of a moving car. I mean, don't care about literally right now. Don't give a shit about the poor black and brown kids around this country. Literally right now, no. not giving a fuck about it at all. Oh, so now that coronavirus has hit the Senate, now the Senate can understand that they maybe don't need to meet in person and everybody needs to chill and take a break from each other for a while because this fucking deadly disease is going around. But y'all didn't give a fuck about none of that when you decided to send the kids back to school, talking about yanking federal funding from schools if they don't reopen in-person classes. You don't give a shit about these kids. So stop acting like you do. It's just another way to control the bodies of people who have uterus and and vulvas and vaginas and all that and to that i say fuck you sir now moving on to the story of jonathan price i don't know if you heard about this i did but jonathan price was shot and killed by police in texas um on saturday night evidently he was intervening in a domestic violence situation um outside of a gas station police uh showed up and they tased him and then they shot him i think three times So, you know, of course, his um, family and friends are devastated by this, as they should be. However, I was sent a copy of, uh, or not a copy, some screenshots from Mr. Price's Facebook account. And this summer, just a few short months ago, Jonathan Price decided to log on to the Internet and let you niggas know that y'all are doing the most for no fucking reason. He did. He has been raised by white people and they are his family then and they are his family now and they have done so much for him and they are blood and they'll forever be everything to him. And and they're the reason that he likes country and white ass. And so he's not complaining about that at all. And there are lots of times the police should have written him a ticket or or taken him to jail and other things. And they never did that. And I've been in the fucking ass crack of Texas where it's the most racist And I've never gotten that from the police. And then he ends it with not saying black lives don't matter. Brown hand emoji finger up. But don't forget about your own or your experiences through growth slash waking up. Yep. Now, what uh, what Mr. Price probably learned shortly before he took his last breath is that you can coon all you want to for these white folks. 
you can absolutely be the type who feels like you value white women more than anything else in the world. And the police are just great and they've never done anything bad to you. And the rest of those dirty niggers need to just fall in line and stop breaking the fucking law. But when it comes down to it, they will shoot your ass without thinking twice the same way they would me. A truly disrespectful nigga. Yeah. Who would probably be in a position of starting some shit where we'll be like, girl, please calm down. The police are going to come tag your ass like you need to yeah. relax. They will kill me the same way they'll kill you and vice versa, sir. So maybe now you get exactly. that. Maybe that's a warning or a sign for the rest of you niggas who, out, who are out here saying similar things that Jonathan Price said. Of course, he didn't deserve to die. But you see how none, you see how when it wasn't affecting him directly, you see how he felt about that? This whole y'all niggas need to examine what you really doing. Y'all need to ask yourselves about your own experiences and this, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Sir, do you deserve to be picked apart that way? Should somebody be saying, oh, well, yeah, the police shot and killed this man who was intervening in a domestic violence situation. But maybe he this, this, this. Maybe he had some parking tickets that went unpaid or maybe he didn't yield when the police first showed up. Or blah. It could be anything. You see how coon in for these white folks don't save your life it never will you don't get That's some special saying. badge you don't get some aura around you where white people can view you as one of them you are still right. a nigga it don't matter how much you boo scoot and boogie bitch it do not matter it don't matter how much white ass you love it do never you never heard of boot scoot and boogie I have never heard that. Boot scootin' boogie is a song. You should go listen to it. It's better than honky talk, but donka donk. But you know, can't believe that either. Very hokey yeah. country music. You know you that Jonathan be. love. Yeah. Jonathan, I share a love of ridiculous country music. I can't say I love white women the way he did, but still, regardless, bullets in your ass, no matter what, because you a nigga. Rest in peace, sir. I'm sorry you had to find that out the hard way. And finally, to the countless, countless liberals, members of the Democratic Party, who after they heard about y'all's president coming down with the virus, decided to tweet thoughts and prayers and well wishes and a speedy recovery Now, now we already talked about this earlier. Y'all know that I was downright gleeful when I found out about this news. And I understand Many. everybody Many is not going to act like that. Some people consider it in poor taste to act like that when somebody is sick. And I do understand that. However, when you look back at the last four years of absolute dog shit fuckery that this man has put us through, I don't know how you can then turn around and wish that he and his wife have a speedy recovery. No, bitch. I wish the exact opposite. I hope you and your wife are dragged down by COVID every day of your miserable ass lives. Hell no, I don't wish well for you bitches. Look at what y'all have done to this country. No, I do not wish you well. There was an option here. Rachel Maddow and other assorted liberals slash members of the Democratic Party. And it was to say nothing. Or, mm. or you could have done like a lot of different politicians did who said, it's too bad that the president and the first lady caught this virus. If only they gave a shit a long time ago when everybody was first talking about this. If yeah. only they advocated for wearing masks all the damn time and for people That's to stay fair. a safe difference from each other and to get tested regularly <laughs> and to stay their asses at home. But they didn't do none of that. So you could have mm. done that as well. 
You could have just said it's too damn bad that now you have this virus when you could have not. If anybody should have been safe from it, it should have been you. But you decided to be reckless anyway. Or you could have just acknowledged the fact that it happened. But wishing these people well is what I don't understand because I don't see how you can drag Trump any other day of the year. And y'all love to make fun of him on Twitter. Okay, you love to say something really smart on Twitter with your fucking retweets or whatever. And uh, y'all love to high five each other like, oh, yeah, we're really taking it to Trump and showing him what's up, bitch. And then at the same like turn around the very next day. And it's, I wish, a speedy recovery for this bitch. The same murderous, fascist bitch. We can't be talking about the same Trump. We just can't. You ain't got to dance on his grave like I will. You ain't got to jig. You ain't got to, jig. You ain't got to pop a bottle in celebration because he's sick and, and probably miserable right now. You don't have to do none of that, but you don't have to wish that bitch well, neither. And that's it. Yeah, you know... I already spoke my piece in terms of how that shit gave me anxiety. Did not feel a single living ounce of concern for it. But it was just like, girl, when is this going to be over? Like, damn it. You know what I mean? But one thing that I was sort of irked by, a couple of things. One thing I was irked by was like a lot of the platforms that were like, honey, we're banning you if you say you hope he dies. I'm like, why? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> Raggedy ass. I was like, I mean, I understand like the seriousness you need to take if someone is like threatening the president's life or some other government official or whatever the fuck. But him having a deadly virus that like so many people have died from as a result of his ignorance, his like intentional bullshit. I don't see how saying, well, girl, I hope that he dies from it is like a bannable offense. To me, that doesn't make any Mm -mm. sense. And I was also, I mean, whatever. I was also annoyed with hearing that the Biden campaign or whatever Democrats were taking down negative ads for Donald Trump after, you know, everyone found out that he got got sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, for what? Because <laughs> like, he would not do that for, what? for you. <laughs> they did not. They didn't. He would they don't. not do and that. And they would not have. They would not have. If then, if Joe Biden had got the motherfucker, if the roles were reversed and Joe Biden had the coronavirus and Donald Trump did not, they would be throwing out new ads like, look at this weak ass bitch. Is this who you really trying to vote for? This old ass, mustard smelling ass, old ass bitch. Like they would be dragging Biden through the mud if he had the coronavirus. So it's just like, do y'all want to win? Do you want Fuck him. Like, you don't have to be, like, completely reckless and just talk wild shit or whatever. But I just feel like the whole, oh, you know, he's still the president. And Mm -hmm. so we wish him very well. He's still a bitch. Well soon. and He's the living worst. Like, I legitimately don't give a fuck about what happens to Donald Trump. I just want the coronavirus era to come to a close or at least start showing signs of, you know, somebody having control over it. But of course we don't. Of course they don't because he's a fucking moron and he's not cut out for the goddamn job that he's in. And I just want him to be gone. I want him to be gone 
gone for so long. I want him to be gone forever. I just want him to leave that motherfucking house that we paying for. I just want him to be gone. That's it. I want him to take his fucking cokehead ass kids, yep. his fucking daughter that he wants to fuck. Ugh. I want him to take all of them, Bo, Bear. <laughs> when I say Bo, I meant to say Barrett. Bo's <laughs> Obama's dog. Take all of the motherfuckers <laughs> and get them up out of there. I'm so tired of this bullshit. Speaking of dogs, did you see Biden's new commercial about choose your humans wisely? First of all, thankfully, I have not. (laughs) It is about dogs because, you know, white people feel very strongly about dogs more than they do about almost anything else. Um, And so it's basically all the presidents, a lot of the presidents with their dogs. And then the message is. The Trump administration is the first time there hasn't been a dog in the White House in over a hundred years. And then oh, yeah. something about, you know, dogs dogs know people and they know bullshit when they see it. So, you know, <laughs> choose your humans wisely. Which, okay, I get it. Cute commercial or whatever. I just feel like <laughs> we all know <sighs> that if it went the other way and Joe Biden was the one who had corona and Trump did not, they would have all kind of TV and radio commercials out right now calling him a weak-ass bitch for catching the virus and how he's not fit to be president because he's too sickly and don't know how to protect himself and all that other shit. Like, Democrats in this fake high road, this is why y'all constantly lose. Exactly. Fuck that. Fuck that. Now is not the time for that. We are in, like, we're in a crisis. We're in a state of emergency. Get that bitch up out of here. Stop trying to be all politically correct all the goddamn time and be nice. That bitch don't give a fuck about you. Even being politically incorrect, he's like off the rails with like, like, sweetie, sweetie. What do we do? This is why that SNL sketch wasn't funny this weekend. Because the the real shit is the actual comedy. Mm, I mean, and I didn't even see all of SNL. I was basically just unmuting it when I saw Megan. So... I just mm. and that the opening monologue went on a little bit too long for me and just wasn't but also SNL in general is really not it's very it's hit or miss for hit me. Hit or miss. So, right. Yeah. So I didn't expect much, but I loved seeing Megan and I think Issa is the host uh next week. Yeah. So that will be super exciting. I cannot wait to see her do it. But uh yeah, otherwise I'm not really super invested in SNL as an empire. <sighs> I was excited to see Jim Carrey as Joe Biden with, um, oh my God, why am I blanking? Maya Rudolph coming back as Kamala Harris. Yeah, I did like his uh, Joe Biden impression a lot. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it just wasn't a funny sketch. Yeah, that's overall to me. <laughs> right, that's really. And it. I just feel like you're not gonna top. The real thing. It's so cartoonish and ridiculous that it's almost like, how can you make fun of it? You can't make this more absurd. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think that is going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Make sure you check us out at thisisthereed.com and on social media at thisisthereed. Um, I am very excited. I think this will be live uh, first thing in the morning. So I'll say it now that Angelica Ross is on the cover of the October edition of Self Magazine. And I um, 
was very, very graciously offered the job of interviewing her for this. And it was a great conversation. Of course, we went way off topic and just started gabbing about any and everything and had to come back and do it again. But I love Angelica and I'm very excited um, for her. You should see these images because she's absolutely stunning. So check that out. That should be live on self.com by the time this episode comes out. So Fame. Thank you, self. Doing it for the Thank fame. you. Okay. Because no. want to live a life mm, of the no. rich and fame. Nobody's sending me fame. links to Jasmine Sullivan's new untitled fame. album. So we're not. <laughs> We're not doing that, but thank you, yes, Self and Angelica, because I had a great time, and she is a phenomenal person. So, and that's it for me. Anything for you this week, friend, before we get out of here? The moral of the story is inclusion and tokenism are two different things. (gasps) Where's the line? Where's the difference? Oh, well, and on that note, we will have to see you hoes next week. Bye. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.